Don Luca, smoke you like my hookah Pump fake right, then I step back in illusion That's a boss move maneuver, billionaire entrepreneur Mark Cuban on the viewer, put you rookies on a skewer I stay shitting on you boys like I came up from the sewer Used to have a lot of dollars, now I got a lot fewer What you saying to me? I hope you save it for me I'm about to kill the game, and I put it in my testimony Hello and welcome to the Mainstream Maps Podcast. I am your host today, Jaren. Unfortunately, again, we do not have Will. But with that being said, we are going to move on. Um, and we're going to cover this, uh, what should we say, another worst loss of the season game. I guess you can say pretty much every loss this season you can title as worst loss of the season. But I think this one pretty much beats out any other title that we have created. The Mavericks fall 131 to 125 in an overtime loss to the Detroit Pistons in Detroit. Um, I mean, where do you start? There's there's really nowhere to go with this one. There's a lot of narratives to take away, um, but we'll be covering the Detroit Pistons game. Um, I'll be trying to make it a little bit shorter, uh, but yeah, like I said, we'll be covering the Detroit Pistons game. Um, and then we'll be previewing the game against Jalen Brunson and the New York Knicks. Uh, tomorrow morning at 11.30 a.m. And with that being said, here is an ad from our sponsor, Anchor. All right, so getting into this podcast here, um, I mean, where do we really even start? Pretty much from start to finish, it kind of just seemed like the Mavericks defensively didn't want to play. Um you know, Detroit got off to a really hot start, and so did the Mavericks. I want to say Detroit made their first, like, nine shots or ten shots. Mavericks got off to a nice, good old, a uh, good, I want to say, I think they made their first six shots. Like, teams are getting off to a really hot a hot start. Um, and really, I mean, it was sort of just toe for toe. And th- this was a game, I think, in that second half, or in the first half, where, yes, the Mavericks were down by one point at halftime. But you were like, okay, the offense is clicking. It's just a defensive game. Once the Mavericks pick it up on defense, we'll be chilling. Uh, I figured they'd make some halftime adjust- adjustments, and that did not happen. Um, so I guess we will cover this first quarter here, or try to. Um, so it was the first quarter, 36 points uh, for both teams, 36 to 36. Um, and like I said, you know, both teams just didn't miss. I want to say the Mavericks made like, five threes and Tim Hardaway Jr. got off to a hot start. Luca was playing good. Um and yeah, you know, I didn't see anything outside of the norm. I guess Tim Hardaway actually making shots was outside of the norm. Um but other than that, you know, the Mavericks offensively picked it up where they were uh in terms of that Golden State game. It's just defensively, you know, the Mavericks their their whole scheme is, you know, cover the three-point line. And we've seen it I really think two times now where teams have pretty much just beat us from the three-point line, that being Milwaukee and this Detroit game. And you look at the roster of Detroit and really, you know, is there, besides Bojan maybe, um, I mean, how many like deadly three-point shooters do they have? Or I guess Bogdan, I should say. Uh, I mean, how many deadly three-pointers do they really have? Like you have Sadiq Bey, he's got off to a slow start. Um I mean, Jay Nivey, he's a rookie. Like the Bogdanovich, I guess, is really the only decent three-point shooter on that roster. Isaiah Livers is a decent three-point shooter. 
you know, you look across the board on that roster and they're not too deep in terms of shooting. It's a pretty mediocre offensive team, but they looked amazing against the Mavericks. So again, you know, the Mavericks defensive schemes is to pretty much just cover the three-point line and, you know, get beat inside. That's pretty much what they want you to do. They want they want you to play inside while they try and make the open three-pointer like open three-pointers on offense. Um and which the Mavs did make, but again, it was 3 for 3. Or I guess like th- uh Mavericks would make a 3, Detroit would make a 3. It was sort of like that. Um it was a back and forth first quarter going into the second quarter once again back and forth. Def- um the Mavericks picked up a little bit on defense. Teams were kind of missing shots here and there. Um, but still, with that being said, you know, Mavericks found themselves down 61 to 60 after that first half and getting into the second half, like I said, you know, was expecting some adjustments by either both teams or by the Mavericks for sure to pick it up defensively. Um, and still, you know, multiple times and really, I think it was Tim Hardaway, Luca, and maybe a handful of times with Christian Wood. Uh, they were just late, uh, you know. Detroit would run a high pick and high high screen and roll at the top of the key, and pretty much nobody would pick up the open guy or nobody would pick up the ball handler, and it would be an open three. Uh, you know, invoke Bogdanovich to his you know, I guess his positives, his you know what he did really well was he didn't miss. Um, you know, he was able to pretty much find the pockets by dribbling and you know you don't really label this guy as a ball handler but he 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 cooked up the Mavericks pretty well he was able to find good open areas um just simply by getting inside um and really in the second half that's kind of how Detroit really got it going was you know the Mavericks really just didn't play defense at all and so Detroit would easily either get inside and penetrate and then kick it out for an open three or you know get inside and that's whenever you know Isaiah Stewart started going to work, uh, Mo, uh, Marvin Bagley started going to work, like guys like that. You know that's whenever they started getting going, um, and so yeah, you know the Mavericks, you know just defensively as a whole, this game didn't look anywhere as they have most of the season, I would say. Um, now going across the Mavericks in that second half, you know I want to speak really just in this like the final like six minutes of that fourth quarter. Take away like the final minute and a half because they actually played pretty good offense in that minute and a half. Um, but the Mavericks, and in particular on these four four on three offensive situations, you know, it'd be high screen and roll, Maxi, you know, picking Luca's man. It'd be pretty much double on Luca in the corner, and then you get it off to Maxi at the top of the key or top of the nail, whatever you want to call it. Um, and pretty much all you have to do as Maxi Kleber is either dribble inside and you have an open lane or you dribble inside and there's an open kick to the corner and either you make it one more pass for an open wing three or that guy in the corner is wide open. And we didn't see any of that out of Maxi Kleba. Uh, I know there was one time where it was like late in the game, Reggie made a nice cut and Maxi found him for a wide open layup pretty much and that tied the game going into overtime. But other than that, you know, you didn't really see much from Maxi Kleber in terms of that four on three offense. Now, Christian Wood, on the other hand, played amazing out of that four-on-three offense. Uh, This is where I think, you know, Christian Wood really thrives on this Mavericks roster is creating these second-chance sort of points with Luka pretty much out of the play. You know, on these four-on-three offenses, Luka's smart enough to pretty much just stand in a corner. That way it is four-on-three. He doesn't want to, you know, get back in the play, create 
I guess, get get Detroit's defense back in it. So, you know, there's always going to be an open man. And Christian Wood did a, a really fantastic job of either finding Dorian or Tim Hardaway in those corner threes, in which I, I don't think Dorian really made any. Um, but for sure, you know, Tim Hardaway is actually making some of his threes tonight. Uh, there's also a few times where Christian Wood would drive in the paint on those situations and he'd get a wide open lane. I know in particular uh, he got a really – I want to say it may have been uh, – I'm not sure who it was, but I think it was Killian Hayes. He got like a really nice open dunk where Killian Hayes was the only guy to beat. And, you know, with the size of Christian Wood, Killian Hayes couldn't really do anything. Um, So in terms of game trends, I really think that's, you know, where it lies was the Mavericks offense just was too stagnant at times. And in particular, you know, whenever it was running through Maxi Kleba and those four-on-three pick-and-roll situations, like I said – um and really defensively like the whole entire time you know guys just weren't stepping up on shooters and they were just making everything and as a young team you know Detroit they don't know any better they're going to play their ass off pretty much the whole game the uh, you know it doesn't matter if they're down 20 doesn't matter if they're up 10 and at one point you know Detroit went up 12 props to the Mavericks for getting back into it but you have to give give uh props where it's due you know Detroit played a hell of a game uh again you know they didn't miss i want to say they shot 43 percent from three whereas the mavericks shot 41 uh you know it was very similar shooting numbers minus the free throw shooting and again detroit didn't shoot an amazing free throw percentage but the mavericks were less than 50 percent. and that's i guess that's another thing i should talk about the mavericks pretty much missed every free throw they got a good shot at uh, in particular, I think that this pretty much sums up the night, minus the Maxi Kleba missed layup with like 0.2 seconds left. Uh, it was Reggie Bullock. He had like a technical free throw, and he missed. And I, I would say that he made it up for himself whenever he got an N1-3. But still, you know, if you look back at it, you know, if he had made that one free throw, we would have won the game. Wouldn't have had to gone into overtime, but hey, you know, the Mavericks always find themselves in these situations. I think some would have called this a trap game. Some would have called this expected or expected, or I guess the expectation now. Uh, I think I lie pretty much with the, this is the expectation of this team nowadays. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's just some personal issues. Uh, this one really, you know, I was, of course this team is in a bad situation right now, but this one really, I think highlighted every mistake or every fault that the Mavericks have in their roster, uh, even with the coaching stuff. You know, I think Jason Kidd, this was one of his well poorly coached games because it seemed like there was no adjustment outside of halftime. Uh, you know, you figure Detroit's shooting the ball hella well, so or they're shooting the ball really well. So, you know, you trying to defend the three-point three point line a little well, as you have done all season, and there was just no adjustment. Uh, not even in the rotation, you know, Josh Green playing 15 minutes. You can argue he was the only guy that could guard the Jay Nivies, that could guard Killian Hayes. Um, and which, speaking of, you know, I don't think Josh Green played a single second in that overtime uh, whenever Killian Hayes, mind you, like made four threes, I think it was. Or I, he made all of it. So he went two of four for three, and he made both his threes in that late late overtime, and pretty much the game was over at that point. Um but yeah, you know, Josh Green is pretty much the only guy that could guard the Jay Nivies, Killing Hayes, and those were the guys that really cooked the Mavericks. Um, and again, Josh Green played 15 minutes, man, mind you. Um, 
yeah, you know, it's just, uh, I mean, a poorly coached roster, a roster amount, like, where where do we start? I mean, we've been saying these problems for how long now? I mean, pretty much the whole season, and this one pretty much just sums it up. Uh, so I guess I'll get into, you know, players here. Like I said, I'm trying to wrap this one up pretty quickly. Um, you know, we'll go through Tim Hardaway. I guess we'll just go through highlighted players. Tim Hardaway. Uh, I mean, this was a guy that if you took away one side of the ball that he was on, this may have been his best career game. If you just say, you know, let's not look at offense, let's look at defense. This was an awful game. Um, a really bad defensive game. He had a really nice block, I will admit. And he had some open steals. Like you look on the stat line, two steals, one block. Like, okay, that's not bad. Uh, but he was really the main culprit in not picking up these shooters on these like top of the key three pointers that Bogdanovich or um Killian Hayes would get. And pretty much that's where it started and that's where it ended. Um, you know, he had a really good offensive game, like I mentioned, 26 points, uh, pretty much 50% from the field, six of fourteen from three. Again, jacking up an absurd amount of threes, but hey, it's Tim Hardaway. What do you expect? Um, and again, like I said, you know, defensively, pretty bad game, uh, but he had one really nice block. I think it was on Marvin Bagley uh, where he pretty much just like let him go to the hole and had like, I guess you can call it a weak side block behind him. Um, and that one was really impressive. And that off that, that started a transition. And I don't know if the Mavericks really scored on that possession, but I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, but that was, that was, you know, a really good, smart, veteran, savvy move uh, in terms of defense. You know, you're going to get beat down low. Marvin Bagley, the bigger guy. So let him go to work, and then you play your acrobatic sort of defense, and that's what Tim Hardaway did. Um, So I guess we'll get into Spencer Dinwiddie now. You know, Spencer Dinwiddie, I think this is uh, pretty much his second game in a row where he hasn't really applied himself. Again, two points, 0 of 2 from uh, the field, uh, 2 for 4 from the free throw, and that's where he got his two points. Six assists, a block, and a turnover. Um, not his best game, clearly. But again, I don't know how much Lay's and Spencer Dinwiddie's fault. You know, the offense just didn't go through him at all tonight. And we didn't see Spencer Dinwiddie at all, pretty much in that late fourth quarter situation and in overtime. We didn't see him at all. Um I think that a, a big load, especially, you know, on that four on three offense, I think a big load off of Luca would have been put onto Spencer Dinwiddie. I think he would have definitely ran the offense a little more, uh, especially the fact that Luca was pretty much taken out of these plays. Um, but again, like I said, you know, pretty much there's a zero offense run through him. Uh, and that pretty much just speaks for his two points. I didn't think he had a terrible game, uh, but. Again, you know, I just don't think he, he like, nothing just really came to him. Uh, so I guess, you know, can't really say he had a great game at all. But um, I guess we'll get into this guy. This guy did have a good game. Uh, Luka Doncic, 13 of 25 from the field, 50% from three with 7 of 14 shooting. And I guess, you know, the one area where you can say he needs to improve on on offense is the free throw shooting, and that was – Pretty relevant tonight. He went two of six from the free throw line. Uh, and he one time missed like both the free throws uh in a row. And that was pretty pretty something summing up of this game. Uh, but you know, he had five rebounds, ten assists, uh, and three steals. He had three really good steals, actually. Uh, I want to say he had four steals in that 
you know, uh, that Golden State game. So to follow that up with three steals again is really cool. Um, but he had 35 points tonight, or I guess last night. Um, but with that being said, you know, Luca, a pretty bad defensive game. And again, you know, it was him and Tim Hardaway were really the main guys that just weren't stepping up on shots time and time again. And we saw that, you know, Luka Doncic would pretty much just get picked up. Uh, they would call a pick and roll or not a pick and roll. They'd call a screen pretty much just to get a switch where Bogdanovich was on Luka and Bogdanovich would pretty much cook Luka or Killian Hayes or um, Jay Navi for that matter. You know, Jay Navi was more so cooking Tim Hardaway face to face. But with that being said, you know, the times that Jay Navi was on Luka, it was an easy drive to the hoop. The Mavs don't have anybody download or really block. Um, Jay Nivey and it was pretty much a wide open lane uh, off the bench you know Christian Wood I thought he had arguably his best game as a Maverick uh, 25 points 10 of 13 from the field one of two from three and four of six from the line uh, he had eight rebounds three assists uh, and again you know I think he was really the guy that uh, the offense ran through whenever it wasn't running through Luca. Uh, again you know Spencer Dinwiddie didn't have the best game ever uh, offense just wasn't going to him and who was going to was Christian Wood uh, 35 minutes this game he played the third most out of any Maverick uh, Tim Hardaway getting the second most Luca of course getting the most um, and with those 35 minutes I thought Christian Wood was highly highly uh, productive on the bench or off the uh, on the floor I think at times it was a little lackluster on defense like I mentioned before uh, he was one of the guys that refused to pretty much step up on these open threes and pretty much the whole team for that matter refused to step up. I think Dorian, uh, he had a good game defensively at times. Um, but with that being said, you know, the whole team is like pretty much played bad on defense. Um, Chris Wood, I don't, you know, we always say this on the podcast plus minus doesn't really have any effect, but he had a plus minus a minus nine. And again, I mean, he played 35 minutes off the bench. Like this bitch unit at times looked like the classic bench unit we know where they just pretty much have no offense. And then at times they looked really good. Um, and that was really whenever I was running through Christian Wood. Um, and again, you know, on that three, or I guess on that four on three offense, you know, Christian Wood was able to find, you know, he was able to run it a lot better than Maxi Kleba. And that's why, you know, not seeing Christian Wood late in games, um, a little, little frustrating, especially in that scenario. You know, we know Detroit is going to double Luca. And the one guy that was able to exploit that four on three offense was Christian Wood. And again, uh, I mean, we just didn't see enough of it, I guess, for the Mavericks to really turn the tide of the game. Um, I guess that's really as far as it goes. Reggie Bullock, I mean, hit a little more of a basketball game instead of a cardio. Uh, he went one of three from three. And again, he had that one in one in the corner uh, where he ended up making that free throw. And then, you know, he missed that technical free throw. That happened before, but six points for him, four rebounds, and a steal. Uh, I guess Maxi Clue, but he had a pretty good game. Uh, a little lackluster on the offensive end, like I mentioned before, but he made some open threes uh, early in the game, and that's pretty much the story of the Mavericks. Was you know they got they got the three point ball or they got the three ball going uh, early in the game, and pretty much it just slowly faded out throughout the game until that last like minute and a half where guys were just draining shots. Luca was driving with ease and pretty much it was like, where was this the whole entire game? Or where was this, I guess, in that third quarter? Uh, Maxi Kaliba finished with 10 points, two of five from three, and he had an astounding four blocks 
uh, he was like really the only paint presence or really the only like guy that the the uh, Pistons wouldn't drive on. And I mean, that just speaks to who Maxi Kluba is. I think he's the best defensive player on this team right now. Uh, I guess you can make an argument for Dorian, but again, Dorian's looked a little lackluster at times. So has Maxi. But again, I mean, you know, Maxi played a pretty good defensive game today. Or uh, again, yesterday. Um, it's a little late. It's two twenty-two a.m. Uh, but again, you know, it's just, well, what do you want? I mean, do you want offense or do you want defense? And time and time again, you know, Jason Kidd has gone with Maxi in these late game situations and one of the Mavericks in clutch scenarios. I mean, I guess the stat speaks for itself. The Mavericks are one and one and eight in away games. Um, and I mean, they lost to the worst team in the league. Uh, so I, I think that's, you know, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, I guess let's just go down the line of Detroit, you know, props to them. Like I said, you know, a young team, Marvin Bagley, former second round pick in the 2018 draft, Isaiah Livers, young guy trying to find his way through the league. Bogdanovich is about the only veteran presence that they have on that team. I guess kind of Corey Joseph too and Alec Burks, but those are two guys that play pretty sporadically throughout the offense. You know, Alec Burks, he got 20 minutes this game um, and he looked pretty good at times. And then at times he pretty much just didn't even realize he was on the court, but Jalen Duran, he had a really, really good game. I really liked what I saw to him and, you know, coming out of the draft, that was like one of the centers that I was like, okay, this guy like has potential and he's really showed that this year. He had 11 points, five to seven from the field. And he was like the guy that the, the Pistons were really exploiting in the paint uh, on that really crappy Mavs paint defense. Uh, and Isaiah Stewart, you know, Isaiah Stewart, he's had like, I don't know. Uh, he's, he's a little shifty. Like I didn't realize how much of a dynamic sort of center this guy is, you know, he's actually pretty quick. He has some good lateral speed on the offensive end. Uh, and he was able to get inside the hoop, uh, or I guess inside the paint at times on the Mavericks. Uh, and he was able to grab some, oh, I, I totally forgot, you know, trends of the game uh, and really started by this guy, Isaiah Stewart, rebounding. Um, Marvin Bagley and Isaiah Stewart, they, the Detroit Pistons out-rebounded the Mavericks by 22 out-rebounds. Um, and again, you know, there wasn't many missed shots. And so that's really what spoke to the Mavericks, only 30 rebounds that game. But with that being said, you know, being out-rebounded by a pretty mediocre rebounding team, and I know the Mavericks, especially with this one, they're probably worse than the league um, out-rebounding. I know they were second to worst, but I think after this game, they're probably now worst. Uh, I mean, come on. Like, how hard is it to put a body on a guy? Uh, Marvin Bagley, 13 rebounds. Isaiah Stewart, 12 rebounds. And that's where the numbers are. Uh, the Mavericks... Once again, uh, being exploited on the off or on the boards, uh, just as Chris Boucher did whenever he grabbed like 18 rebounds or whatever it was. Um, Marvin Bagley, uh, 19 points, 13 rebounds. He had a really nice double double that night. Um, seven to 10 from the field, and he was a guy that the Mavericks just couldn't guard, couldn't put a body on him. He was able to put up easy second chance points. Uh, he had a steal to assists, and I mean, he really played really well tonight. Or uh, last night, Jesus. Um, you know, I guess we might as well mention the elephant in the room, Killian Hayes. Uh, this is a guy, you know, last year, and I'm really basing my picture off of last year. This is a guy I thought was a bust, uh, but clearly came out last night and was like, you know what? Uh, and I'm pretty sure he's had a pretty good season. 
uh, this season so far. Uh, but th- in 33 minutes, he had 22 points, 10 of 13 from the field, and two of four from the three. And both those two pointer or both those three pointers were in overtime, and th- that pretty much just killed the Mavericks. And you could see basically in that last minute and half, the Mavericks just looked defeated. And that's whenever Killian Hayes was just putting it on him. Uh, he iced the Mavericks and pretty much ended the game. And props to him. I mean, he found a rhythm in the mid range, and that's really what got him going. That's really what got the Pistons offense going. Uh, and that's pretty much, you know, the Mavericks just, again, refused to step up on those, on those shots. And, you know, Killian Hayes was able to exploit it and was able to get easy shots pretty much. Uh, going to the bench, uh, Sadiq Bay, future Maverick. I think there's probably a future Maverick on every roster on this in the NBA. Uh, but Sadiq Bay, pretty bad game. Uh, in 19 minutes, he had two of seven from the field, uh, five rebounds, and an assist, and six points. Um, didn't really see anything amazing out of him. He had some decent defense at times, uh, but other than that, you know, I don't think he really looked amazing. Uh, and then Jay Nivey, you know, this is, uh, I think, one of the most rookie games you'll see. But uh, Jay Nivey played amazing last night. Uh, six of 15 from the field, two of seven from the three-point line. Could definitely use some improvement there. But, I mean, those are – he is a rookie after all, and he's averaging 16 points, I believe, 16 or 18. Uh, and he he scored 16 tonight – or, again, last night. Um, four turnovers. He uh, led the Pistons in turnovers and – Again, you know, as a young player, I think it's kind of expected. Uh, but I, I thought he played really well. Uh, it seemed like the Mavericks didn't care about matchups, and they just constantly put Tim Hardaway Jr., who I think is our worst face-to-face defender, either him and Dwight Powell. Uh, and they constantly just, I guess, neglected the matchup. And we're like, hey, like, you know, let's put our worst defender on the most explosive guys on the most explosive guy in that defensive or on that uh, Detroit Pistons roster. And uh, Tim Hardaway get exposed pretty much every possession that Jay Nivey had the ball in his hands. Uh, I think I made a funny, qu- uh, funny quote. I sent it to Will or I, I DM'd it, whatever. Uh, and pretty much at the beginning of the season, you know, whenever we were having the whole, I guess we still are having a dilemma uh, where Maxie's playing in the clutch and Christian Wood sitting on the bench. It was pretty much, you know, we want to go with defense. Uh, you know, we feel more comfortable having defense in instead of offense and they were there as they put in Tim Hardaway Jr. uh, Who you can make an argument is probably our worst defender on this roster. Uh, I just thought that was pretty funny. You know, how much trust you have in a guy that pretty much shoots 14 threes that are all jack ups and then he'll go 26 points. And then what do you have in the golden state game? Like 28. And I, I will double down on a hundred dollar bet that he will not make more than two threes next game and he'll shoot up probably 11 of them. Um, Yeah, you know, I think that's pretty much where it is. We're a day removed from the game. Sorry, this is late. Uh, it was just kind of weird timing, but we're a day removed from this monstrosity of a game. Uh, again, I mean, this is pretty much the same problems that the Mavericks have had all year, probably will continue to have until there's some sort of major shakeup on this roster, which I think is sooner rather than later um you know i think the mavericks of course need that third ball handler uh this this game showed it uh for sure and 
I don't know when Kimball Walker will play, but at this point, it's just desperate. I mean, how how much worse can it get? And it seems like it gets worse. You know, the Mavericks, like I said earlier, you know, some may have said that this was a trap game. Uh, and at this point, this is the expectation. Whenever the, the team's best player is out, you know, you look to that and you're like, okay, pencil in a dub. And not for the Mavericks, not at all. Uh, worst team in the league, best players out. And the Mavericks are clawing neck and neck versus a Detroit Pistons roster that pretty much has had nothing to look forward to all season besides this game. Uh, and they looked good. Um, I think, you know, when does it become, hey, this guy's just blowing us up. Uh, he's playing really good. You know, let's use that as an excuse as to why we lost. And when does it become the fact that the Mavericks defense isn't all that? Because uh, it kind of seems like, you know, these role players. Uh, and I would probably consider Killian Hayes as a role player. Uh, when does it become these role players are lighting us up? So let's blame it on that. Or, you know, is the defense really Jason Kidd's, uh, I guess, like his, his coaching? Um, I, I think that's something to be talked about uh you know the Mavericks DNA on defense is pretty much guard the three-point line really well and make them beat us on the inside and teams have shown that they can beat us on the inside uh whenever the Mavericks don't shoot well from three and this is one where the Mavericks shot really well from three and this is one where Detroit also shot really well from three and there was like pretty much no defense throughout this game for both teams for that matter uh but whenever it mattered most Detroit got it done um, I guess enough with the super depressing. Uh, so let's get into more depressing. The Dallas Mavericks play the New York Knicks, and on that roster is Jalen Brunson, our Lord and Savior, the key piece that we knew was gonna mess up this roster, but I don't think we realized that it would be this bad. Uh, Jalen Brunson, this will be the first game against the Jalen Brunson Knicks, and I mean, he's been tearing it up. I think he has had like one 16 point game in the last like six games. Other than that, he's averaged like 25. Uh, so he's been tearing it up for that Knicks roster and rightfully so. I mean, like he's, he's actually getting to flourish somewhere. Uh, I think he would have pretty much been doing the same, especially with the the problems that this Mavericks roster is having right now. But Hey, uh, he went and got money. Can't blame him there. Um, so at 1130 AM, uh, I guess, you know, what can we look forward to? Pretty much the same problems that we saw this year, or uh, this game. Uh, I think, you know, the Knicks, they they run a pretty tight schedule over there, but I think Julius Randle is going to light the Mavericks up because, again, there's no defender in the world that can guard a guy that scores in the paint and also shoots a three on this roster uh, besides Dorian. And are we going to have a good Dorian game or are we going to have a bad Dorian game? I guess that's pretty much where it's at. Um, so yeah, I mean, a little preview. This is the first day game. I guess you had that four o'clock game versus Toronto. I think it was earlier, <clears throat> but with that being said, the Mavericks play the Knicks at 1130 AM. Um, a little bit of a weird start time, but it's in Madison square garden. Uh, kind of looking forward to the atmosphere. I always look forward to games and MSG at the garden. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, I guess it's our first game versus Jalen Brunson. I'm interested. I'm interested to see 
uh, the sort of stories that come out with the, because I know there's going to be a lot of media coverage around it. I know Jalen Brunson, I know Luca is going to be asked some questions. Luca's going to answer with his typical uh, response that's three letters. And Jalen Brunson, I feel like he's probably going to give a pretty in-depth uh, answer there. But with that being said, uh, I mean, are the Mavericks going to go 10 and 12? Or are they going to actually clutch up and beat a team that on paper they're better than? Time will tell. Um, but yeah, you know, with that being said, uh, thank you for listening this far. Again, wasn't a very long podcast. Uh, one that we just kind of had to get out before this before this Knicks game here in a few hours. Um, but if you are listening on Spotify or anywhere, please give us a five-star rating uh, or not. You know, we we like getting some feedback, of course, to know what, you know, we could do better on. But this is my second time doing a solo podcast or I guess second time in a row doing a solo podcast. Should be back to normal uh, after the on Saturday night, which will be tomorrow night. Um, yeah, should be back to normal. Me and Will going back at it. Uh, I guess we'll finally get his thoughts that he hasn't podcasted in in like five days. Um, but with that being said, uh, will the Mavericks be 10 and 12 or will the Mavericks be 11 and 11 back to 500? Who knows? Probably 10 and 12. But uh, thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at mainstream underscore Mavs. And with that being said, bye bye.